Yo! Today is December 14, 2022. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin Live. We are your number and source for the peaceful Bitcoin revolution. We cover breaking news, culture, mematic warfare. We will be your guide through the separation of money and state. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is exactly what we are living through right now. Um, they, the state fought back. Uh, Elizabeth Warren introduced a bipartisan bill with Senator uh, Senator Marshall. Um, basically, the first step to uh, to banning Bitcoin. Uh, they they want uh, open source developers to register uh, before they publish any code. They're using terms like uh, hosted wallets, right? And really what this is about is moving the Overton window. Um, once again, they're demonizing privacy, right? We, we saw the attack on Tornado Cash, and this is a continuation of that. And we are at the point in the movie where the things that we were joking, half joking, because, you know, we, we, we did understand what, what, what we do understand how Bitcoin is going to fundamentally change. And I would even say free the individual from the tyranny of the state. And they're using words like terrorism. They're using words like national security, right? And I'm not exaggerating. I actually mean that. I have a clip for you guys. This feels like a nuclear bomb is going off and we're not getting our arms around. That's why we should be considering a pause. 90% of the dark web drug sales are done with cryptocurrency. Would you agree with me that cryptocurrency is a threat to our national security? Potentially, it is a threat to our national security. Potentially. I mean, we have 200 Americans dying every day from fentanyl poisoning, and I assume most of those drug, uh, the, 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 the money. Hear that? He compared Bitcoin to nuclear Armageddon, and he said that Bitcoin is a threat to national security. Those are the words they are using. Those are the words. Those are very strong words. Those are very powerful words. That's where we are, and this is why we say what we say in the very beginning. This is the separation of money and state, and the state is fighting back. They want to hold on to that privilege of being able to create money for free that everybody else has to work for, because having that privilege is what allows them to not only pay for this giant bureaucracy, but to also pay for themselves. And this is this is where we are. This is this this was expected, but it doesn't take away from the shock value of hearing it yourself. Bitcoin, in the eyes of this senator, is a threat to national security. And you see how he changed the wording, which is really interesting, right? He said 90% of, uh, of the dark web sales are, are with, with uh, to use his words, cryptocurrencies. What about the fact that we know that the majority of money laundering and the majority of drug sales are in cash but of course you know he changes the words on the, on the dark web no it's cryptocurrencies right but he's not talking about the overall picture and then he tries to play your heartstrings and saying but fentanyl people are dying of fentanyl and that that justifies the fact that we need to ban this thing and then kind of tie this in with tornado cash remember the straw man that they used over there they used north korea and they used north korea as the justification for the first time in american history to sanction open source software. And I believe that was the first step. And now we are witnessing the second step in the movie. Um, so we're gonna get into, we're gonna dig into it. We're gonna, we're gonna read the response from Coin Center. I also reached out to our friends over at Bitcoin Policy Institute. I, I got their opinions on this. So we're gonna cover it all. We're gonna tell you guys everything or the things that we found out so far. But holy crap, is this crazy? They're comparing Bitcoin to nuclear weapons and they're saying it's a national security threat. I would say it is a threat to politicians. I would say that. It ends the racket. It ends the racket. But I would not say, I would say it's a benefit to individuals. They're going to try to convince you that holding a money that doesn't steal from you is a danger to society. That's exactly what they're going to try to do. And they're going to also try to convince you that privacy is a danger to society. But at the same time, these are the same politicians that are accepting billions of dollars from a fucking scam artist. These are the same people that have the audacity to tell you that shit. No, no, 
I'm going to write down my 12 words, my 24 words, and I'm going to be holding something that they can't debase. And that scares the living crap out of them. And that's exactly why they're saying what they're saying right now. It has nothing to do with national security, has nothing to do with money laundering. It's all straw men. It has to do with the fact that they need you to hold the money that steals from you. Because that is exactly how they pay for themselves. Opti, how you doing, bro? Well, well, I mean, we're still in the intro and we are getting some fire Nico Jones rant. So you know that today is going to be epic. Uh, yeah, I, I barely, barely saw this news as we started and I'm glad that Nico is all over this so that we can, you know, continue to cover this stuff as we separate money from state and on the culture. Uh, just so happened to have a perfect article by legendary Bitcoiner Pierre Rochard. Uh, it says it's called saying hello to Bitcoin basically explaining that that ain't Bitcoin and it's going to be a perfect, perfect little uh, pin to today's conversation because it's all tied together. Speaking anyway, of Nico, Pierre, we, we got some awesome guests coming on Simply Bitcoin IRL. We have Nick Batia this afternoon. We have Lynn Alden tomorrow and we have Pierre Richard coming on next Wednesday. Let's go. To end the year strong. Anyways, guys, let's start the show. Let's do this. The Bitcoin Numbers Brought to you by Noddle. At this point, you should be running your own Bitcoin node. If you don't use your own Bitcoin node, you're trusting someone else's. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. And if you're a digital nomad, you have absolutely no excuse because now you can run a Noddle through a virtual private server. Visit noddle.eu today. At the time of recording, the Bitcoin price is 18,126 sats per dollar. We're at 5,517 block height, 767,404 reachable Bitcoin nodes. We're at 14,782 blocks to the halving. We're at 72,596 blocks having estimate. It's April 24, 2024. Total Lightning Network capacity, 5,111 Bitcoin, estimated fiat value, 92 million US dollars. Realized monetary inf uh, inflation is 1.76% and the market capitalization, $348 billion. Look at that market capitalization. Look how scared they are of it. That tells you everything. Anyways, guys, on yesterday's show, we were basically anticipating that it was just inevitable before... Um, SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried, was taped doing the perp walk. And man, holy crap. And think about the psychology of it as well, right? Um, There's a guy who lived in a $40 million penthouse. They just denied him bail. Uh, and he's actually going to be in a Bahamian prison until February. Like, it almost makes you feel bad for the guy. You're like, dude, that is a very, very hard pill to swallow. But I mean, I guess this is what happens when I would say it's like, I guess this is what happens when uh, you refuse to testify in Congress. Uh, <laughs> that's what I would say. But, you know, the official narrative is that this is what happens when you steal, you know, billions and billions of dollars from people. But I would say I think they did it because I think they finally arrested him because he he he. He was about to testify in front of Congress and the and the and, and the Republicans took back power. Right. And we know that he he was a big Democratic voter. So that could be the case. But of course, we don't know that for sure. But another interesting angle on this, another interesting perspective, right, is. Dude, like. Think about. How much positive media coverage they gave this guy. For so long, right? And what I noticed yesterday was, as soon as he, as soon as he got arrested, it changed, right? It was like this guy's a criminal, this guy's this, this guy's that. But before that, it's like as almost they mocked us the entire time. It's like even though he's a scammer, even though it's whatever, you know, he was just a kid. He didn't know what he was doing. We saw uh, Kevin O'Leary was like, oh, like I believed him when he when when they invited him to speak in the New York Times. The New York Times audience gave him a round of applause. Like the, the whole thing was just total clown world stuff. Anyways, here's the video of him in the Bahamas.
We're seeing some activity. Uh, police officers, we can see Sam Bankman-Fried in a blue suit and a white shirt being walked to the vehicle. Uh, he is in handcuffs. He's been placed into the back seat of this blue Ford vehicle. He was surrounded by police officers as he was walked out. Uh, in the drone shot that you were looking at, uh, you could have seen him uh, being uh, put into that police vehicle. I think that a lot of questions need to be answered, whether it be from the national security minister, from the court system, from anyone who presided over what happened here today. Why was this man seemingly given preferential treatment? Anything you'd like to say? Oof, oof, man, oof. The whole thing stinks to high heaven. And I'm going to connect this with what we're going to talk about during the news, right? Um, this was the opportunity. This was the excuse that politicians needed to have in order to introduce the bill that we're going to talk about during the news section. The demonization of privacy, the demonization of self-custody, the demonization of Bitcoin, of non-state money. This was the excuse. And you know what? Anything in that bill would not prevent scumbags like SBF to do what they did. None of that, none of those things, none of those things would prevent an individual from doing the same thing, but it was the necessary excuse in order to justify this type of BS. So... Holy crap, dude! This is a this is a crazy timeline, and uh, that that we've lived through, Opti, uh, these past couple of months for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, we said this a while ago. We were hoping that this story would uh, uh, finally fizzle out, but it seems like it just will continue to offer us content to cover. Uh, but first, I mean, I'm glad we actually got footage of him getting arrested, but it does feel a little bit like theater art to me. Uh, again, tinfoil hat going off, my radar's going off. But I think it's a, a back to what I was saying yesterday, that the powers that be know they had to do something because of the backlash. And so we're getting the parade and and the circus right now you know the pomp and circumstance of, of showing this all and making it uh you know we finally got the bad guy and of course like you said you know legacy media covering sbf the gaslighting that we've been documenting on simply bitcoin uh it's here we got the receipts on the show so they can try try to sweep it under the rug they can uh you know try to make it seem like oh we've always known he was who you know we portray him to be but uh we got the receipts we remember the gaslighting and we're not changing our receipts and our show for them so you know go back to all the past stuff and you can see all the crazy stuff that we've been covering in regards to the story but but to my point of, uh, you know, the, the tinfoil hat going off, it almost seems, and, and to your point that you said of the politicians using this FTX uh, debacle as as an excuse for what they're about to do. We've been saying it for a while that they will be using this as low-hanging fruit for a long time to continue to, you know, find solutions to these problems. And like I was going to say, it's almost like uh, the Hegelian dialectic playing out in real time, mm. you know, create a problem and then offer the solution you want. And it's like, we're seeing this happen in real time and we, you know, we're just covering it. And it's, man, uh, it's very interesting that this is where we are in the movie because We've been covering it for so long and we've been saying this exact thing. And a lot of people say we're so hyperbolic and we, you know, we're paranoid. And it's like, no guys, we are just on the ball and we will continue to cover it for you guys. A hundred percent, a hundred percent, dude. Holy crap. Guys, take Bitcoin into self cussy <laughs> in case it's not already increasingly obvious. Uh, this is, uh, this is definitely the, then they fight you stage. Anyways, everybody, let's get to the news. The Daily News.
brought to you by Blockstream Jade, built by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. It's an open source hardware wallet for the cold storage of Bitcoin. Blockstream Jade houses a full color camera, allowing for fully air-gapped Bitcoin transactions. Scan and display QR codes directly on the device to sign transactions and verify addresses with ease. Use your Blockstream Jade with your favorite wallet software, such as the Blockstream Green, Blue Wallet, Electrum, and Sparrow. Get yourself a Blockstream Jade today and take self-custody of your Bitcoin. All right, everybody. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, the Tornado Cash was... It was definitely... It, was de it, it definitely unsettled me. But the, the reason that I felt so unsettled by it is because it was setting a precedent and it was moving the or o uh, Overton window. It was demonizing privacy. It was demonizing, and it was really a mechanism, I believe, to set a precedent. Like, hey, it needs to be state approved. It's a, it's a, it's a very slippery road, and it, it really leads in one direction, right? Which is total control, total totalitarianism, which is why we say on the show so much Bitcoin or slavery. And when we talk about slavery, really what it, it means is central bank digital currencies. But you can't have Bitcoin coexisting with that system because these incentives of Bitcoin are better than the central B uh, CBDCs. CBDCs are always going to want to base and they're always going to want to censor and control. You can't have both coexisting, which is why inevitably China, right, banned Bitcoin. You can't have both because people are just going to opt out. Christine Lagarde, right, the escape valve. Bitcoin is that escape valve, which is why it's all tying in together, right? This is why they attack El Salvador so much. Naim Bukele wrote that excellent article, Don't Drink the Elite's Kool-Aid, where he said, these people, they control everything. They own everything. Most importantly, they own the truth. And what's happening now is that people are starting to wake up to it, starting to wake up, getting their own information. And they're freaking out. They don't know what to do. And this is, I believe, another last gasp. We're witnessing them trying to hold on to that privilege and that this is what this was about. This is what this attack was about. This is what this bill that was introduced by Senator Warren and Senator Marshall is all about. They're using the regular straw, the, the, the usual straw man, right? With the, it's about money laundering. It's about, you know, it's about terrorism. That guy dropped national security. Remember that was, those words were words that were used a lot by the Bush administration to justify things like torture, right? A very strong word, national security. Anyways, uh, here's the the statement released by uh, by Coin Center. Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act is an opportunistic, unconstitutional assault on cryptocurrency self-custody developers and node operators. Nothing about the bill would prevent the next F FTX. In fact, it would put users at more risk because it, it was never about money laundering. It was never about protecting the users it was about protecting the politicians privilege they want you to use a money they can control they could debase because that's how they control you that's how they control you the bipartisan digital asset anti-money laundering act produced today by senator warren and marshall is the most direct attack on personal freedom and privacy of cryptocurrency users and developers we've we've yet seen it would force anyone who maintains public blockchain infrastructure, either through software development or validating transactions on the network, to register as a financial institution. As financial institutions, they would be obliged to identify and record the personal information of every person who uses their software or sends transactions over the internet-connected computers, develop risk-calibrated AML programs that block persons from using their software or network throughput if this if they suspect those people are moving funds from related to crime and how is that going to be abused right file reports about their users without a warrant government request or probable cause as a trigger additionally every financial institution including traditional financial institutions like banks uh, custodial crypto financial institutions and these newly classified crypto financial institutions would be banned from making any transactions involving privacy tools 
So that includes wasabi. That includes samurai. You are a criminal because you're using open source software. That's what they're saying. Irrespective of any evidence of criminality related to those transactions. We do not believe the bill is mistakenly drafted. That key there. And that's something that simply Bitcoin has been making the case for months now. You can't say that the treasury at this point is so naive when they sanctioned open source software. You can't say that. You can't say that in good faith. They feel confident and comfortable enough to reveal their cards. That's what they're doing here. They're letting you know what they want. They're letting you know that Bitcoin is incompatible with how they view the world. In the past, we've been outspoken critics of legislation that unknowingly or unwittingly sweeps non-custodial infrastructure providers and software developers into the ambit of financial service surveillance regulation. In this case, the legislation is clear on its face. The drafters intend to impose permitting regulation upon software developers and node operators, as well as the long list of similar non-custodial entities. In other words, the bill has been deliberately crafted to make permissionless blockchains unavailable to Americans by forcing all validators and developers of these networks to gate and surveil their infrastructure. Now I'll tie this in with what happened after they sanctioned open source software. We know that the majority of Ethereum validators are actively centering for the Office of Foreign Asset Control. So they checked that list off. Unfortunately for them, Bitcoin, because it's truly decentralized, they can't do the same thing. So what do they do? They do stuff like that. And they waited for the perfect moment. Moment They waited for scumbags to F, like SPF to use that as a justification and excuse to implement this fucking tyranny. I do not believe they'll be successful. But that doesn't mean they're not going to try anyways. The intended result is to forbid Americans from having any technological guarantees of personal privacy or individual agency when making transactions online, irrespective of whether those transactions have anything to do with crime. To the extent cryptocurrencies could even continue to exist in a world where this bill becomes law, Americans' ability to use them would be limited to a fully permissioned and surveilled environment. Stop banning Bitcoin, but they're banning it, practically. They don't want you to use a money they cannot debase and they cannot control. And these people have no morality to stand on. Nothing. They're corrupt. They're incompetent. They lie. The bill is focused exclusively on financial surveillance and does not address any of the issues of corporate control that led to the collapse of FTX. For years, Coin Center has been advocating for a federal regulatory framework for custodial cryptocurrency exchanges, and we remain committed to working the, to, of such legislation. Perversely, however, this bill would effectively outlaw the very form of self-custody of digital assets that prevents the kind of counterparty risk to consumers except in the FTX collapse. Exemplified in the FTX collapse. The bill will, will endanger rather than protect consumers who are interested in owning or using cryptocurrencies by forbidding them from having agency or con and control over their own assets. If passed, the bill would, far, would face harsh constitutional scrutiny from the courts. Facially, it appears all for significant and likely unconstitutional prior restraints on protected expression. It forces the developers of unhosted wallets, there it is again, software, to register before publishing code. That's right. You're a shadowy super coder, you need to get a license and you need to get approval from the government before you publish code. That's right. Typing things on a keyboard is now a threat to national security. That's what they're saying. But it also tells you how scared they fucking are of this thing. Similarly, uh, similarly, it appears to to appears to uncons unconstitutionally compel base compel, compel speech based on content. It forces all of these speakers to only publish content that conforms to the strictures of the Bank Secrecy Act. It forces these speakers to hobble the privacy and security of their own software and data with backdoors, much in the way the FBI attempted to force Apple to hobble their own iOS security by compelling them to publish backdoor software. Further. 
it would make it impossible for users of these networks to make anonymous payments, including donations to political organizations and potentially other payments or messages that are essential to effective, to effective political assembly and therefore also protect under the First Amendment. The legislation may also be unconstitutional under the Fourth Amendment, as it deputizes software developers and miners to collect and report private information without a warrant about cryptocurrency users, even though that information is not voluntarily disclosed by the users and in any way relevant to the business purpose of the developer or miner. As we've written time and time again, a defining characteristic that separates America from illiberal regimes like North Korea, China, and Russia is our reference for individual autonomy, privacy, and dignity. Physical cash is a technological bulwark of those rights and privileges in open societies because it preserves and enables the capability of transacting directly citizen to citizen without need for approval from some corporation or state bureaucracy. Electronic transactions without cryptocurrency technologies do not promote those rights. Rather, they force citizens to rely on a class of centralized gatekeepers who can freely approve or censor every transaction, who can amass and abuse a comprehensive dossier of every citizen's intimate activities. Only cryptocurrencies, only Bitcoin, I'm going to say that again, only Bitcoin. Uh, create systems of electronic cash through which individual is once again empowered to make transactions directly and privately, even online. The Digital Assets Anti-Money Laundering Act is a direct attack on technological progress and also a direct attack on our personal privacy and autonomy. Make no mistake, while proposed as a solution to potential money laundering and terrorist financing, the bill is in fact a repudiation of liberal values and a move towards the types of surveillance and controlled prize by authorities like Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, and Kim Jong-un. Unfortunately, the bill cannot be improved. It can only be opposed in its entirety. Coin Center will do everything in its power to protect the rights of Americans and defeat this unwarranted attack on individual privacy and anonymy. I reached out to our friends over at Bitcoin Policy Institute and I asked them a very simple question. Can this pass? This is what he said. Super unlikely. However, Marshall, being a, a Republican signing on, did give it more of an opportunity to pass than it just coming from Elizabeth Warren. Apparently, this is seen as an extreme position in Washington, D.C. I don't know how much I believe that. But what I really believe this is serving, like the purpose of this serving is. This is really trying to normalize in the eyes of uninformed listeners and viewers. That Bitcoin is somehow dangerous, that a money that isn't controlled by the state is somehow dangerous. That That's really what they're doing here, right? Shout out Jerry Brito. It's part of Coin Center. Basically saying that it's the most direct attack on the personal freedom and privacy of Bitcoin and shitcoin users and developers we've seen yet. This is absolutely nuts. This is disgusting. But they don't have an option but to do this. And the reason is simple. CBDCs don't stand a chance if it's a competition. If it's just a free market, yo, do your best. CBDCs can't stand on their own. And then connect this with the reports of digital assets framework from the White House, which is extremely hostile towards Bitcoin. Right? They're using the climate to think, oh, this is bad for the environment. They, they wanted to regulate uh, Bitcoin mining like uh, and set standards that no other industry has to adhere to, including gold mining. And, and think about that executive order, which led the Treasury Department to release a report called The Future of Money. And in that report, it was interesting about that report is that in something called The Future of Money, they don't mention Bitcoin one time. They mention stable coins and they mention payment platforms. And then you're wondering, like, why is that the case? Like, why are they avoiding it? Because they can't talk about it without acknowledging that a money can exist with a cap supply that is deflationary in nature. Because the moment that they acknowledge that, everyday citizens are going to start asking very basic questions. And those basic questions are simple, right? Why are you forcing me through legal tender laws after I pay taxes to use a money 
that is literally designed to go down in value and steal from me. Why are you doing that to me? And they can't have that. Because if they, if they allow that to happen, the whole racket is over. The seat of power is no longer Washington, D.C. It's no longer the city that is closest to the money spigot. The power returns to the people. And this isn't only the United States. This is a worldwide event. The power goes from the parasitic elite bureaucracy class, the unproductive class, and it goes back down to the people. And just by memorizing 12 or 24 words, you can protect your wealth, you can protect your private property, no matter where you are, no matter where you happen to be born with. And the system that they want for you is that they want you to live in a world where based on where you happen to be born with, you born in the country that you happen to be born in, it dictates whether you are allowed to use money or not. That's what this is about. That's what it's always been about. And we've been making the case for you guys that as, 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 as time goes by, the battle lines will be become less obfuscated and it will become extremely apparent. Bitcoin or slavery, Bitcoin or central bank digital currencies. That is the choice that you as an individual have to make. That is the choice that perhaps you Uncle Jim with your family and push them in that direction. There will be no in between. They're trying to get rid of cash also. They want these people fundamentally believe that they know what's best for your life better than you know what's, what you know about your life. They, they fundamentally believe that. These are central planners, man. And remember, they project onto us what it is they are themselves. They called us psychopaths. We, never, we didn't say that first. They said it themselves. They called us psychopaths. I'm going to make the case for you guys based on everything that I just read. They are the psychopaths. They're the ones that want to control you. We just want to be left alone. They can't have that. Enough is enough. Take your Bitcoin into self-custody. This is where we are now. I believe this is going to get a hundred times worse. And, and, and I told you guys that when the tornado cash news dropped, I told you guys that it's going to get worse. Well, it got worse. And I don't believe this is the last thing we hear about it. Even though, according to you know our friends, this has a low probability of passing. Do you really think they won't try again? And look at how strong the propaganda is. Like, look at how strong. It really falls down to us to get enough adoption where if these tyrants try to pull off this shit, it becomes impossible. Bitcoin or slavery, Jack Mahler said it best, I will die on this hill. I refuse to go back to a system where someone else gets to steal from me and gets to dictate what I can and what I cannot do with the money that I supposedly earned. I, 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 I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. And I really believe that a lot of you guys, especially the people that have taken self-custody, feel exactly the way I do. Bitcoin or slavery? Opti. What's good? Man, epic, epic Nico Jones rant. Um, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while, that uh, the powers that be, uh, U.S. Treasury politicians have been trying to set a precedent since the tornado cash news. And as Diogenes and, and uh, the, the guy from uh, Coin Center said, uh, we are in full frontal war now, guys. Uh, we've been kind of talking about this for a while, that we've been, you know, tiptoeing around and they haven't had the balls yet to fully attack Bitcoin and Bitcoiners yet here we are and we are starting to see that we are in the first innings of this happening. So, you know, I see a lot of people in the chat and I hear a lot of people on Twitter always saying like, uh, you know, why should we care about what the politicians do? Bitcoin obsolete them. While this is true, 
uh, as we continuously tell you guys, the monetary demons, the fiat parasites, they will not go easily into that dark night. So we understand that they will fight tooth and nail to protect their fiat moat. And so it will not be easy. And we are seeing that they are coming for, you know, privacy for Bitcoin developers, for Bitcoin at large. And uh, we are going to have to do our best to fight this. And though everyone says Bitcoin uh, is not political, it is apolitical. That means that Bitcoin is highly political and it will become more politicized. And this is why Nico and I have continuously talked about, uh, like Corey said, you know, being in that race to avoid the war. We need more people to stand up and tell these people to go fuck themselves. We need more people <laughs> to continue to spread Bitcoin self-custody because you know what? They don't want us to take our Bitcoin into self-custody. So what does that mean to me? That means that self-custody obsoletes them. So continue to take Bitcoin into self-custody, continue to use uh, those wallets that we talk about every single day, you know, Pine, Breeze, Moon, Spectre, Sparrow, Cold Car, Jade. Uh, there's, there's a lot of flavors out there and you can pick and choose what you like and what you want to use but make sure that you are taking bitcoin into self-custody make sure that you are verifying your transactions by a node because they can't change you know they can't change the code as much as they would like to and we've seen uh the powers that be the central planners call for global reg regulation standards in in the european union and now we are starting to see these attacks in the u.s so um obviously uh, no Bitcoiner in the right mind would agree with this. And, and most Bitcoiners in the right mind would continue to double down and stack sats, continue to spread Bitcoin self-custody. Um, but, you know, because we know one thing, self-custody cannot be stopped. And, you know, people can move to different jurisdictions. People can write code outside of the U.S. And while the U.S. is the the global police, like you can't stop Bitcoin development and you can't stop Bitcoin adoption. And as the saying goes, cypherpunks write code. So continue to write the code, continue to push Bitcoin code, continue to push people into self-custody because this is how we be, we maintain our unstoppability. You know, code is speech and this is trying to control speech. This is trying to control math. And it's clearly unconstitutional, but it doesn't matter at this point, considering how powerful the, the U.S. government has gone. They can do all kinds of crazy stuff at this point, as long as they can spin the right narrative. And we say it all the time, you know. You and they can't have a money printer. Bro, they, they have, have a the fucking money printer. Money printer pay exactly. for everything. And we say it all the time, you know. You can't ban Bitcoin. You can only ban yourself from Bitcoin. So the U.S. apparently, backed by everyone's favorite grandma Karen, is doing their best to ban themselves from Bitcoin. And again, I just reiterate, you know, like... This just makes me, I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it continuously on the show. Anytime I see a government trying to ban Bitcoin, anytime I see a politician try to uh, you know, denigrate Bitcoin, tell us not to take self-custody, have central, central bankers tell us that we are criminals, it just, it's, it's what Nico always says, you know, we are right over the target, guys. So continue to take Bitcoin into self-custody, continue to push self-custody, continue to use these wallets that we, we like, you know, Jade, Cold Card, Sparrow, Breeze, Pine. Uh, I'm blanking on it. Uh, Bitcoin Core, if you're, if you're a, a devout Bitcoin Core user. But all you need to do is take 12 to 24 words into self-custody, and you can literally opt out of this madness, guys. If you feel what we feel to be the truth, whereas why are we being forced to use a money that is designed to steal from us? Why are these people out here, these psychopaths, the real psychopath, real monetary psychopaths out here, forcing us to use a money that is designed to steal from us? Uh, and now they are trying to institutionalize this. It's like, what is the most equitable money in the world? What is the truly free money in the world? And what is the truly free system? one that you opt into or one that you are coerced and forced to use against your will. And, you know, someone has to protect you from it because it's so bad and so evil. I've made my choice. As someone said, and I think it was Lucky Red Fish said in the chat, you know, Bitcoin versus CBDCs, there is no contest. And this is why we continuously see mainstream journalism or legacy journalism rather, uh, continue to paint Bitcoin in such a way to make it look evil, to make us look like criminals, to lump us all into one box so that they can 
uh, you know, with sweeping regulations, try to control this monetary movement. And so we say it all the time. You guys are the frontline soldiers. We continue to be on the frontline soldiers. And again, this is the then they fight you stage. So take this seriously, whether Bitcoin obsoletes the politicians and the central bankers or not, uh, is besides the point because we are still going to have to fight for it. It's not going to be easy. And this is us in the beginning of the battle. So educate yourself with the facts and do our best to push the self-custody revolution because obviously they do not want us to take our Bitcoin into self-custody. So what are we going to do? Take our Bitcoin into self-custody and continue to push self-custody. Amen. Amen to that. Guys, take action. Don't just sit back, relax. Take action, man. Take Bitcoin into self-custody. Help your family. Help push this peaceful revolution. Before we move on to the culture, internalize this because it's getting real, guys. This feels like a nuclear bomb is going off and we're not getting our arms around. That's why we should be considering a pause. 90% of the dark web drug sales are done with cryptocurrency. Would you agree with me that cryptocurrency is a threat to our national security? Potentially it is. A the Daily Culture. Brought to you by SwanBitcoin.com. Swan is the best way to build your Bitcoin stack with automated Bitcoin savings plans and instant purchases, serving clients of any size from $10 to $10 million. We love Swan because they incentivize self-custody and dollar cost averaging. What are you waiting for? Visit SwanBitcoin.com today. All right, everybody. I want to tell you guys about BitBlockBear. It's going to be the uh, most awesome Bitcoin conference in, in Austin, Texas. You guys definitely don't want to miss it. It's August 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th. It is not a shitcoin event. It's not an NFT or blockchain event. We talk about Bitcoin, Bitcoin, and more Bitcoin. Definitely, guys, you could use the promo code also, simply Bitcoin, all caps, to get a discount to the BitBlock Boom tickets. It's the best Bitcoin conference in Texas. You guys definitely don't want to miss it. Anyways, Opti. What do you have for us today, my friend? All right. Well, I picked this story, this article from uh, the legendary Bitcoiner Pierre Rochard before I even heard this uh, news, this bill from uh, our favorite nanny, uh, Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> and it's perfect, perfectly fitting because we've been doing our best on our Substack to explain to people that that ain't Bitcoin. And here we got Pierre Rochard doing a wonderful job. And this is back to the idea of separating Bitcoin from big, uh, crypto exchanges, the shitcoin casino and crypto, quote unquote, at large. So here we go. This is Pierre Rochard on Bitcoin Magazine. He goes saying hello to Bitcoin. Critics have suggested that the collapse of FTX demonstrates flaws with Bitcoin, but this is a misunderstanding of its fundamentals. And as we've been telling you guys for a long time, uh, they're going to use this FTX debacle as low hanging fruit and so here we have this article that pierre is referencing saying goodbye to the crypto nerd utopia on uh what is this on the spectator by ben sixsmith so ben sixsmith has published a thoughtful piece in the spectator in the yeah in the spectator entitled saying goodbye to the crypto nerd utopia providing an outside perspective on the crisis facing the broad oak broader crypto economy where there's a lot. I agree. I disagree with a lot in this piece. Um, and he will focus on three primary lines of reasoning. Bitcoin is one of many cryptocurrencies. Cryptocurrencies have no intrinsic value and cryptocurrencies are speculatively traded on exchanges like FTX. Therefore, the scandalous collapse of FTX reveals that Bitcoin is no better than the status quo. This is Ben Sixsmith's point of view. And so the first paragraph in this piece establishes a conflation between Bitcoin and crypto. The value of Bitcoin, Ethereum and Luna crashed in May. And at first glance, this assertion may seem uncontroversial. All three of these assets rely on cryptography and varying degrees of decentralization and all three of these assets experienced sharp decline in their price this year on the other hand if we look at their underlying open source software we see radical differences bitcoin's protocol is specifically configured for minimizing uncertainty with conservative parameters and a constrained feature set and its simple ledger architecture results in supply audibility of btc this is why we tell you guys run a node verify your transactions from the genesis block this is what keeps bitcoin decentralized this is what differentiates Bitcoin from shitcoins and everything else. Anyways, Ethereum is optimized for cutting edge experimentation and a wide range of programmable features, but its complex ledger architecture results in an unaudible supply of ETH 
while Luna was programmed to automatically hyperinflate to try to prop up the value of a stablecoin Terra. And that's exactly what it did. So putting all these three assets into a single crypto bucket is reductive. They are different technologies optimizing for different outcomes. Bitcoin has accomplished long-term network stability. You could have run the same node software continuously for the past decade without any problems. The same cannot be said for Ethereum, which went to proof of stake this September. This change was only able to occur because the Ethereum Foundation has a unique centralized role in designating the official staking contract. And we've covered this plenty of times on this show. You can look for clips in the past. We, we continue to drop snippets and clips of this because we need to differentiate Bitcoin and shitcoin. Ethereum has to be more centralized than Bitcoin to push through aggressive upgrades to its protocol, where Bitcoin has no such centralized operator or authority and its consensus rules are unofficial. A spontaneous intersubjective network-wide agreement among the users. Okay, so first line of reasoning, done. Bitcoin and shitcoin. You guys already know this, but we need to continue to beat these in people's head, especially senators like Elizabeth Warren and their ilk. And so to address the second element in six minutes line of reasoning, the intrinsic value of holding any form of money is that you are minimizing uncertainty by hedging against unpredictable future cash flows. And in the fiat system, the least certain assets are physical cash, government insured bank accounts. But however, those are subject to the fiat power of the government issuing such currencies and insuring those bank accounts. That is, your money is only as good as the applicable government's promises. Whereas if you set aside Bitcoin's exchange rate on a fundamental engineering level, holding Bitcoin with your own private keys and verifying the ledger with your own node results in less uncertainty than holding even physical cash or an insured bank account. That is Bitcoin's intrinsic value. While the spot price slash purchasing power of BTC can be subject to the whims of market forces. The uncertainty minimizing principles of how to receive, hold, and send BTC has not changed since its inception. Thus, you can be certain that the smart contracts locking your BTC will execute as written so that only a signature from your private keys can move your money. And this is something we tell you guys all the time. This is why we tell you guys to run your node, verify your transactions for yourself, verify that the Bitcoin network will only ever have 21 million hard cap and continue to tell people to run nodes continue to uncle jim your family members so that they at least trust someone within their vicinity so that they don't have to outsource that trust to more third-party middlemen and this is the crux of the situation this is what differentiates bitcoin from ethereum's or other shit coins is the fact that we can continue to audit the code from the Genesis block and we can run nodes and we can continue to push a code without anyone telling us what to do. This is why they want to stop developers from pushing code because they know it is unstoppable. And the third price is about the speculative trading of cryptocurrencies on exchange. Uh, and he goes on to say that exchanges operating in the U.S. are legal entities. And even if they are offshore exchanges in the Bahamas, they're still accountable to English common law. So to label these entities, as crypto exchange obfuscate centralized fiat nature. And as Sixman states, we knew that cryptocurrencies were not a surefire route to freedom and independence when their value hinged on the good sense and morals of a bunch of weird nerds online. <laughs> now, while humorous, the statement conflates Bitcoin value with the mismanagement of fiat slash crypto exchanges akin to questioning the value of tomatoes because the supermarket went bankrupt. Furthermore, there's nothing inherent about BTC that would necessitate leaving it at a fiat exchange vulnerable to theft. This is why we tell you guys every single day take your bitcoin into self-custody exchanges are not wallets you need to own the 12 to 24 words under your control so that no one can move that bitcoin without your consent it is harder and riskier to properly secure and use an exchange account password than it is to do so with btc private keys there are Bitcoin-only exchanges, one of our sponsors, Swan, and so the continued development of a circular economy will lessen the need to ever exchange for fiat. In conclusion, despite adjacent cryptocurrencies and fiat exchanges that are centralized and unreliable, Bitcoin is a decentralized and reliable alternative monetary system. Bitcoin's vision for the future is not utopian or idealistic. Rather, it is simply looking at the past decade of successful adoption, noting that Bitcoin's fundamental properties have only improved and produced projecting out continued growth. Perhaps the bottleneck in Bitcoin adoptions is people's understanding of what differentiates Bitcoin from fiat and crypto. And as we wrote on our blog, 
that ain't Bitcoin, guys. So we have Elizabeth Warren out here talking about, you know, we need to protect the consumer from, from crypto exchanges like FTX ever happening again. But we tell you guys every single day, that ain't Bitcoin. If you take Bitcoin into self-custody, they cannot control you and your money. And this is why they are so terrified of what we are doing here on the Bitcoin network, on the Bitcoin standard is because not only are you taking back your life, not only are you building on a strong foundation, not only are you able to save for your future uncertain uh, scenarios of your life, we are defunding the monetary demons. We are taking back our power and we are taking, taking away the one power that they have which is continuously printing money to fund stuff that the citizens do not agree with. So we understand that this will be used as low-hanging fruit for a long time. This is why we need to continue to go out there and tell people that that ain't Bitcoin. Try to do your best to explain to people to stop conflating Bitcoin and shitcoins, to stop conflating Bitcoin and crypto exchange collapses. Nothing is fundamentally changed in Bitcoin. Bitcoin is stronger than it's ever been. It's never been less risky to save in Bitcoin and number will continue to go up, which means more people will join the network and we will continue to spread this monetary network, this monetary revolution into the future, despite what the politicians, despite what the central planners want, they cannot ban Bitcoin. They can only ban themselves from Bitcoin. So we are in the then they fight you stage. So it is upon us to not only educate ourselves with the facts, but educate our friends and families with the facts. And as Nico always says, go for the hearts and minds of the people out there because they need Bitcoin more than ever. And this is what we try to do every single day. Anyways, Nico, jump in. Yeah, dude. Guys. 50 years from now, you really have to, what world do you want your children to live in? That, do you want your children, do you want the future of humanity, do you, do you want to live in? Do you want them to live in a world of, of slavery? Or do you want to live, do you want them to live in a world of freedom? And this is the mission that was given to us, to our generation. Get on the mission, get on board understand what's at stake. This is real stuff. This is super serious. Only Bitcoin can do this because it's the only thing that's truly decentralized. Everything else will fail. It will fall flat on its head. We already see that with Ethereum. So you have to ask yourself as an individual, what action can I take in my life in order to push this forward? Whether that's teaching people self-custody, whether that's orange-peeling people, ask yourself, really serious stuff and they're just not going to go gently into that good night they're not going to just give over the keys and hey here here you go every single day it's going to be hand-to-hand -hand narrative trench warfare stalingrad every freaking day tweets are weapons in this war memes are weapons in this war you gotta win over the hearts and minds and remember enough people wake up to the truth, to the reality, we win. They have to control the narrative without that. Without their lies and misrepresentation, if enough people wake up, it is game over. Let's win this thing, man. Mom Sailor said it best. Do you want to be a winner? Do you want to be a martyr? I want to be a fucking winner, bro. So you guys have to decide as well. Take action. It's about individuals. Color within the lines, you know. Do the things right. Wake enough people up. Let's fucking win this thing. Hold so on, we could, Nico. Yeah. Oh, before you go, you reminded me of a quote, and uh, I think it's uh, it'll it'll you know put a bow tie into what we're saying, guys. Is power is never given; it is taken. So Satoshi has taken the power out of these freaking these psychopaths out there in in uh, in the the polit politicians world in the in the central banking's world. So. He has taken that power out of their hands, and now it's upon us to continue to hold that sword of truth and spread it far and wide. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Let's get to the meme review. Let's do it. The Daily Meme Review. 
brought to you by Kaboom Racks. I get this question all the time. Nico, where should I buy Bitcoin miners? The answer is Kaboom Racks. It's the best place to buy Bitcoin miners. That's where you're going to find the best deals and the best prices. Start your mining utopia today. To check out their racks, you got to go to t.me slash Kaboom Racks. Join their Telegram group and start your mining journey today. Kaboom Racks. Kaboom Racks. Also, guys, I for completely forgot to tell you guys in the beginning. Due to popular requests, you guys have been requesting this. Uh, we enabled super chats, and here's how it works: If you super chat us, we will stop whatever we're doing. <laughs> we will read whatever you guys post. Anyways, Opti, uh -oh. take it uh -oh. away, bro. Take uh -oh. it away. It's all you. It's all okay, you. guys. We tell you every single day. Tweets are the bullets and memes are the artillery. Uh, I don't think it's ever been more important to continue to put your hat in the ring, continue to spread the truth, continue to battle for the hearts and minds of the people out there because, hey, again, I don't like to push my beliefs on people, but I believe this is a spiritual war between good and evil, and it's becoming very obvious uh, which side who is on. And I just have one question. Uh, if you're not endorsing Bitcoin, then what are you doing? Are you actively working against the people? So... Let's get into these memes. Of course, drop your meme review score in the chat once we are done so that we can cover it on the show. This first one is by Lena Cisha, and she goes, don't leave your Bitcoin on exchanges. And let me zoom in on here. And you got, you know, one person with their Bitcoin and another person with their Bitcoin. And one person, uh, not so smart, takes their Bitcoin and puts it in exchange. And then we got little Bitcoin asking his holder, wait, do I have to go to that place too? And he goes, no. And you can see in the background, the Bitcoin in the exchanges don't go. And then the one that didn't put their Bitcoin in exchange is over here in a, in a nice little world that's filled with music and flowers and rainbows. And it's in enjoying Christmas with their Bitcoin while the little hodler and friends is just chilling at home safely in cold storage with their Bitcoin. Guys, take your Bitcoin off the exchanges and to double down on this idea, uh, you know, you guys oh, know. Wait, the wait, wait, wait. What, what, Thanks, Narwhal Tacos. Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Oh, let's go. Shouts out to you, bro. All right, you guys know the famous uh, Jim Cramer inverse trade. Well, he said this morning, "Do you feel as assured, reassured by Binance as I do?" And shouts out to our boy Hotto Tarantula. Crash eminent. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges. We are the Paul Revere's of taking your Bitcoin off exchanges because funds are most likely definitely not Safu. Uh, do not keep your Bitcoin on Binance. Do not keep your Bitcoin on any exchange. Take your Bitcoin into self-custody. This is how we stop paper Bitcoin. This next one is by RDBTC. Shouts out to you, bro. And he goes, Bitcoiners like uh, Bitcoiners to the crypto slash blockchain community. Uh, it goes, thanks for nothing with laser eyes. Yes, uh, they just continue to make us all look bad, as you can see. This next one is by Greg Zaj, and he goes, a study in Bitcoin or shitcoin relations during the crypto apocalypse of 2022. And we got this Jedi Bitcoiner roasting marshmallows off the burning bodies of shit corners and the marshmallows is memes continue to use ridicule continue to use laughter and humor as a weapon in this monetary revolution in this information war and this next one is by layer two labs he goes prices noise focus in the deep and we got uh, an iceberg up here where it's price. Someone looking at the price is the noob out there. And then we got the iceberg below the water. That is Bitcoin. Adoption, users, nodes, remittances, peer-to-peer, -peer, wallets, layer two, segwit, energy, distribution, difficulty adjustment, taproot, hodling, cryptography, and decentralization. If those don't make sense to you guys, continue to go down the rabbit hole. And this one's a funny one. Shouts out to my boy, Mike Hobart. A uh, little off the Bitcoin path. But I think it makes our point for us because we have been continuously gaslit by, uh, you know, the POTUS and the legacy media telling us that we are in a strong economy. And we got, uh, it's a screenshot by Finance L's at Terrible Finance. It goes, financing a case of Mountain Dew. So you can, <laughs> if you need to, you can find out some Mountain Dew. And we got the dying NPC. And, <laughs> and, and Mike, uh, Mike goes, a strong economy. Guys, not only are we in a weak economy, but the powers that be are fighting us and continuously trying to destroy us and our future. So, 
going back to my trusty 99, 99 signs. You might be a Bitcoin maximalist. And uh, here, we'll go this one. I, I have a little point of contention on this one, but it says, sign 59, you've checked the Bitcoin price at 3 a.m. while on the toilet. Uh, I think this should be, you haven't checked the Bitcoin price in weeks, but hey, that's just my Bitcoin maximalism. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to give it this empty can of Perrier that Matt, that blends in with the green screen. Yeah, that's that's my score. That's my score. Ours, Anyways, guys, uh, this is Simply Bitcoin Live. Uh, please put your score in the live chat and we will read it on air. But before we do that, while you guys put it, because there's a little bit of a delay, I'm going to take advantage of telling you guys about our awesome clothing sponsor, RepresentLTD.com. Opti's wearing the Peaceful Revolution Orange Pill shirt. They also came out with Simply Bitcoin merch. Uh, it's a limited drop. It's awesome. There's like tanks. There's like, there's uh, there's there's like bombers too. It says Peaceful Revolution, the bombs. It's like uh, the, the attention to detail is crazy. Definitely don't want to miss the drop. You can take advantage of the promo code simply dash Bitcoin. You can go to the website, search simply Bitcoin. You'll see all our merch on there as well. Anyways, uh, let's get to some of the chats uh, or some of the some of the scores. Opti, just the first one. Any rug? Yes, yes. Any rug says. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. There we go. Any rug, those memes, an empty bottle of shoe glue goo for bear market fixes. Okay, very nice. Very nice. <laughs> hey, if you know shoe goo, bro, uh, you know. Bitcoin for Canadians, I rate those memes, increased Bitcoin adoption in 2023 and beyond. All right, next Let's one. go. Let's go. All right, we got, I give those memes, SBF getting bulled by the rats and bohemian. Ouch. It's JSL prison. Okay. Hammersaw says prices oh, wait, where it's. Wrong one, wrong one. Uh, KV says, I give them an, an SBF behind bars. Next one. Yikes. We got Opti's infatuation with sexy male British <laughs> accents. Score Opti's hyped ad read for his skincare cream. <laughs> Be Dang. aware and focus my score. My new B hat from represent. Oh, you go, got the simply go. Bitcoin hat. It's awesome. Okay. Diogenes says my score, you, you're, you having money problems. I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a sat ain't one. Bars, bars, bars. All right. All right. Uh, last one. And then we got the buzzer. I give the memes Warren's regarded point of view on Bitcoin. Absolutely bullish. Highly Anyways, regarded. View. Highly regarded. Anyways, guys, join Simply Bitcoin's Telegram group. It's absolutely free. You got to go to www.t.me slash Simply Bitcoin TV. That's where you can link us Bitcoin memes to review. It's a party in there. There's over 600 people. Also, check out Simply Bitcoin's blog, Simply Bitcoin Unfiltered. You got to go to www.simplybitcoin.news. Shout out to our awesome writers, Zach Weinekis, Paul a Rustin dropping the sauce, the, the written version of this show. Anyways, Opti software or pub site? I got a site. Let's check it out. Pub sites. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Don't be that person that loses their Bitcoin seed due to fire damage, water damage, dog attacks. Back up your generational Bitcoin wealth on steel and there's no better place to do it than the cypher grid by cypher safe and now check out their new bitcoin art the bitcoin rulux triangle only on cyphersafe.io all right all right ladies and gentlemen today's software really or i mean sorry uh website by plebes website by bitcoiners is our friend tc at meditation man on twitter this is one that i missed but i think this is super awesome timechainstats.com uh it's it's another bitcoin dashboard but he's got all kinds of stats over here uh it reminds me kind of of what bitpo was doing but this is absolutely awesome it's not going to get shut down there's all kinds of of stats over here continue to get your your bitcoin numbers i think i'm gonna i think i might change from a uh, clark moody's dashboard to time change stats uh, i'm i'm still working through it it's not as uh, i i need a hey, tc i need to be able to to move around some of the some of the oh, um, oh. no the tc the is the time chain calendar oh 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 this is ant 
and yeah. 2140. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. This is why I missed it. Okay, 2140 Daddy and Ant. Sorry, bro. Shouts out to you guys for making time change stats. Uh, this is absolutely awesome. All Bitcoiners go use this. Absolutely love this website. I'm going to continuously use this for my spaces reading of the numbers. All right, guys, that was the show. We love you all. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, share the video. Peace, uh, pull, uh, push the peaceful revolution forward. And also, well, don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of this show. Anchor, Spotify, Apple, Fountain. We read the Fountain comments every Friday. So shout out to all you guys. Uh, we love you all. The party continues all the way to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Where Opti and our friends over at Swan Bitcoin, best place to stack sats. Um, uh, we they're co-hosting a space with us, so you could have your you have a chance to interact with Opti and I live. So we'll be there till two p.m. About forty minutes. Love you all, and we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin Live. See you all.